0: What is up, y'all? Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk. If you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate that. If you're listening on the podcast. We also appreciate that. Do me a favor, subscribe to the channel, and we're going to be doing a best ball draft today. Not my first one by any means. Probably like my 10th or 11th of the season. Dozen. I don't know. done a handful. going to do another one on the channel today. It's um, not going to stream. I am going to be recording it, obviously, streaming it, but I'm going to cut it up and posted a little different than normal. So, um, appreciate you being here. If you guys don't play best ball, check out Best Ball Fantasy on Underdog. Use our uh, link in the description. You can get a $100 deposit match bonus. Best way to play fantasy football, in my opinion, in the off season, as far as, you know, where it's not just Dynasty, um, it's best ball. We love best ball around here. We're continuing to push it, continue to promote it. Um, we have our rankings, you can go check those out. Um, we are changing up how we're gonna be doing with memberships on the channel and all that too. Um, so Keep an eye out for that. We're gonna give you access to everything we got, not, not break it all up. So let's go ahead and just jump right into it though. Add this to the stream. So today's best ball draft we're gonna be doing is on underdog. We're gonna be doing the big board, million dollars in prizes there's 112,000 entrance $10 entry we're gonna be doing a 30 second pick timer it's about 46 per 41 percent filled right now as you can see here on the screen i don't know what nfl best ball v2 means i don't know how that varies from v1 um but that's what we're doing 20 rounds so it's going to get a little tedious after around 12 or 13 probably um but we persevere, you know what I'm saying? We that's where we make our money. Um, we're shooting for always shooting for that number one spot that two hundred thousand dollars. Now, I quickly want to talk about something before we get too far into it. And you'll see a lot of people in the offseason talking about best ball, talking about building the perfect team or building this team that has um the variants or what you'll hear a lot of high level concepts that's talking that sounds like it, it's smart and nobody's talking about um I just gotta gotta be forthright with y'all and say just ignore some of that bullshit it's so stupid um there was a guy and I won't mention names but you know I mean there's only a handful of people out there peddling their wares and they try to peddle it as absolute truth with two years of data to back it up you know this is what was true last year and it's just like when I, I don't know Let's just look at the reality. You don't. When you try to build the perfect team, you're not trying to build a totally unique team. Now, you'll hear guys talk about that. I hear it a lot. This team's unique. There's no other team like it. That's, a, that's kind of irrelevant because you still have to win those first 16 weeks of the season, or I'm sorry, those first 14 weeks of the season to even get to the big show. Now, why does this matter? You might have a team in your league you know that you draft in this tournament that wins that exact same team that exact same roster let's say you did it in a different league a different 12-man you did a draft right after and you draft the exact same team the other 11 teams are going to have different teams than you what does that mean that means that a team that wins first place in your 12-man league that you drafted right before this in the exact same team and that team might actually win the whole thing The team that you draft right after, that's the exact same, might not even make it out of its 12-man league, okay? Think about that. Because of the way the other rosters are set up, you know, maybe somebody has a combination of, um, you know, Josh Jacobs and they also had Khalil Herbert, you know what I mean? And in a different league, uh, somebody else had Josh Jacobs and Khalil Herbert, and that was the team that won. But in a different league, they went up against a guy in Week 7 who had... Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs and Tyreek or whatever it is in that matchup changed everything in that league because that guy's team had more points so what I'm trying to say is when you get out here in the, in the Twitter streets and when you get out here on YouTube when you get out here on TikTok and people are saying you have to have a totally unique team you have to do it this way and you know this team is the only you know the unique team's going to win that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense because your team has to win your league to get to the dance And a totally unique team or a winning team in one league, you know, so the team that maybe won the whole thing, number one overall at the end of the season, there might have been 20 teams with that exact same roster, but they didn't even push out of their league, their 12 man league to get into the big tournament because the other 11 teams in that league were built in such a way that they outscored them. So I just feel like this needs to be said because it's a high level thing that gets talked about a lot. And it just drives me nuts because guys are like, oh, this team's so unique. I'm like, that's not really when I mean, you want unique pieces. Yes. But building a truly unique team is not necessarily, it shouldn't necessarily be the end goal. Um, it's, it's fun to talk about. So, all right, let's get into it. Like I said, we're around here. We, we're really about it. You know, we don't just talk about it. We love it. So let's go ahead and hop in this draft. Let's get going. All right, finally got this draft full. Looks like we're going from the 102 spot. It's a good spot to be in. I plan on taking Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. Whoever is available at the 102, that's who I'll take. For the record, I think taking Travis Kelsey in the first round of best ball is another red flag. Somebody doesn't know what they're doing. Um, People are telling you to do that. Don't, that's a, I wouldn't take that advice. (laughs) What's the holdup on this thing? Kelsey, like I said. I mean taking Kelsey at one oh four five. I mean, come on. What are you doing? You take George Kittle eight rounds from now, probably. You probably score, I don't know, thirty points less. What's that? Two points per game ish. You're wrong! No, oh, you don't know that. You might think you know that. He was such an advantage last year. Mm -hmm. That's true, he was. I don't think that means he's worth anywhere near the 105. Um, I don't think that anyone could reasonably argue that. I think people will do that. I don't think it's reasonable, I don't think it's justified i think it'll continue to happen until somebody that's not me wait till evan silva that's who when evan silva tells people that maybe it's not worth taking travis kelsey in the top six picks watch how fast he sinks and watch how fast the narrative changes but until people get permission from you know value arbiters like evan guys like me and you and girls know not to draft travis kelsey in the first round just bad process you know it's really not even a personal opinion it's just bad process Google it J a off the board waddle. There, surprise A.J. Brown fall all the way to the back end here on the first. All right, we're coming up in a couple of picks at the 211. Again, we will be focusing on our receivers. So we will put a, we'll keep an eye on T. Higgins. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on TK Metcalf. Debo Samuel, although I really don't, I'm not dying to take Debo Samuel here. But I'm going to try to get three wide receivers in his first three picks, just because I believe plenty of value can be found later at running back. Oh, I'm up. There's old DK, we'll take DK Metcalf, easy pick. Easy pick here in the back of the second. All right, I'm back up again. Devonta Smith. Chris Hall went. I still i am not taking a running back. I want to. Debo's in the... Let's take a look at the quarterbacks. I'm actually... I'm just going to stick with Debo, y'all. Oh i let the timer run out. These guys are probably mad at me. <laughs> Sticking with Debo. There for a moment, I thought about Joe Burrow. Uh, but I do have faith in a lot of these later quarterbacks as well. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be drafting a lot of Kirk Cousins, a lot of Jared Goff again for the third year in best ball in a row. Uh, two years ago, Jared Goff did not work out super well. Neither did Daniel Jones two years ago for me. Last year, I skipped out on Daniel Jones. I went back to Jared Goff. Golf was amazing, as you know, he's good. Better than he gets credit for. Daniel Jones was really good this last year. Didn't have him on any of my best ball teams, had him on basically every best ball team two years ago. So that's silly. And then Kirk Cousins, I always draft out a healthy, a healthy dosage of Kirk Cousins in all my drafts. Dynasty, redraft, best ball. Because he's a quarterback one and he's cheap. You can draft him as a back end quarterback two half the time. Take a look at this draft board. <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins in the third round. I mean, I know he got peppered with targets and all that, but I mean, the dude's pushing 32, 31, 32. Nah. I'm not taking him. I mean, he went before Josh Jacobs. Think about that. Somebody took DeAndre Hopkins before Josh Jacobs. I know this guy's got a little badge, so he probably you know, probably feels good about himself. All the badge means is that you've dumped a lot of money into underdog, just FYI. You don't get it for like being good. So um, when you see a badge in a in a lobby with you don't get intimidated. Don't get flustered. I mean sheesh, Amari Cooper even goes after DeAndre Hopkins. That's wild. Now, I know he got a lot of targets. That's the thing. People are always going to be like, oh, gets so many targets. Yeah, he has in the past in his long career have many targets. Again, these are facts. Um, he's been playing football on his third team this year. At the oldest he's ever been, probably around all new people. I mean, people just aren't going to be, I just don't think the world's, I just don't think the target share is going to revolve around DeAndre Hopkins the way people seem to be indicating they think it might. I mean, this guy, this motherfucker, he better take Michael Thomas with this next pick. I mean, if he's doing this goofy-ass shit. So, so far, only two of us, myself and this guy, only people that have not gone outside of a single position yet, he still continues to go wide receiver. I think he, I mean, I, conceptually, I think he knows what he's doing. I just think he's picking guys that I wouldn't pick. DeAndre Hopkins, mainly. Najee Harris in the fourth round. That's free money. That's, again, that that right there is why I did not take a running back in those first three picks. And I probably wouldn't even take one this next one. Because there are going to be plenty of running backs. DeAndre Swift. Oh, wasn't he a second-round pick last year? And what's what's different? Um, Pacheco, I like Pacheco down there. I like Brian Robinson, Khalil Herbert, you know, Rashad, Rashad White. Those are all guys I'll be targeting. So I will continue to hit the wide receiver position on my next pick. I'm actually up, so I need to have one locked and loaded. Um, It's going to be Drake London or Terry McLaren for me. And I'm going to take Terry McLaren here. I think he's just a little bit underrated in general um I think he's got big things ahead of him <laughs> oh I do have Jamar Chase I should have taken Joe Burrow earlier for some reason I did for some reason I did not in my brain recognize or realize that I had Jamar Chase on the team already whoops my bad ridley all right so let's take a look at the tight ends who are available just because travis kelsey month 105 george kittle kyle pitts both players who if you've been in fantasy world for two or three years at various times every fantasy analyst not named me has had those guys ranked above him in every format these people don't know what they're doing okay they're just Making stuff up, they're just pointing sh- pointing and shooting straight from the hip. It's madness. It's insanity. It's absolute insanity. Um, again, just went back to the went back to the well. I wanted Drake London, went right in front of me. I took Mike Evans video on the YouTube channel outlining Mike Evans and Drake London, as both his players who so I have one draft in every single draft. Right now an underdog, and that's reflected in me doing that here. But back to the tight end conversation. Kyle Pitts and George Kittle, each of the last two years have been, or three years, have been, at various points been ranked ahead of Travis Kelsey by all the smart value arbiter people. But here we are three years later, and what do they do? They've shoved Travis Kelsey all the way up to the top five. Like, they don't they don't know what they're doing. They're just doing stuff. Okay. Um, and the problem is nobody ever calls anybody out on their their bullshit. So you and I get to have fifth round George Kittle. You know, we two years ago, again, according to every smart person, was actually better. Actually, he's better than Travis Kelsey. What do I know? You know, I don't work for any. Uh, I don't work for those people. <laughs> I'm not paid to promote some sort of false narrative or agenda. First running back taken by our buddy over here. Your Gibbs. I still think there are plenty of running back on the board that I like. Monte Williams, I mean, wasn't he everybody's favorite running back one last year? He supposedly gotta be ready for week one. Pacheco. I add him to the list. Oh, Renae, all that in the list. Brian Robertson, Claude Herbert. I mean, all of these guys have a very good chance, in my opinion, to be running back top fifteen running backs. Every single guy that I've clicked here has a chance to be a top 15 running back. I believe in PPR or half PPR. Devin Singletary, way down here at running back 50. It's I'm getting insanity. This is insanity. So I will continue to load up on my wide receivers. I will continue to, and I say that. Let's see how many I have now. We have six wide receivers on the team. I think I'm going to have about eight or nine total. I do want to look at Kadarius Tony in this round, just because I'm kind of surprised he is still kind of lingering around in the sixth round. Um, just given how much the Chiefs like to use him in the red zone, especially. Now, quarterback, I will. I do want to peek at quarterback. Ooh, Dak. Dak is kind of one of my last for me. He's like a borderline tier one guy. A lot of people don't really like him, so I'd actually consider getting Dak here. But I, I say that, but then I look at these other players available. I mean, we still have Daniel Jones. We still have Jared Goff on the board. You know, these guys are are gonna play some good football this year. I think they're gonna vastly outperform those positions, probably pretty easily. Just given the the rushing upside that Daniel Jones has, and then just the fact that Jared Goff is honestly becoming a a, a good veteran quarterback in the NFL. Here we are. I'm back up. I am going to continue to take my wide receivers. I'm just going to keep stacking, stacking, stacking my wide receivers because I still see so many players here all other positions that I love. And the wide receivers, there's a moment coming. We're almost there. Or there's not going to be any left that you like. Um, here we are. I'm going to take my last one that I believe in, and that's Juju Schuster. Scored a Super Bowl winning touchdown. Dems the facts. All right, so let's look at my team. I have Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Kadarius Tony, and Juju Smith-Schuster. That's it. Those are the only players I've taken. Now, on the board at running back that I still love. These aren't even players that I like. These are players that I love. Isaiah Pacheco, Brian Robinson, Khalil Herbert, Devin Singletary. Four running backs that I love. I am fully confident throwing them on my team. Week in, week out, one of these guys is going to have a good game. He's going to be able to buoy me. Loving that. Um, another thing I like about these teams is they're not going to be, a lot of these players aren't going to be, you know, the top end running backs end up on everybody's team. You end up with a lot of similar builds. If you are looking for variants, if you are looking for a unique build, try to avoid some of those top end guys that are on everybody's team at certain positions and build around outliers at other positions, you know, sleepers, values, whatever you want to call them. So that's what I'm doing here. I do feel confident in all the running backs I have, the wider, the quarterbacks that are the wide receivers, quarterbacks, we still have a a bunch of quarterbacks that I am 100% be okay with, Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, Tua, Daniel Jones, and Jared Goff, all of those players I would be happy to have on my team, there goes Deshaun Watson. And I think we're gonna be able to push this off until around around 10, probably, 10, 11, before we take our first quarterback. And we're still gonna get somebody that, like I said, I believe is going to be able to, to pull us to a good spot. take a peek at our old tight end situation. We are definitely targeting David Njoku. Uh, in my opinion, he's he's the next big tight end up and coming player. Um, so yeah, we'll be targeting him. And then we may not put another tight end on this team. You know, I know it's a fragile build, but if you don't hit on tight end, will they get you three, four, five points at the end of the day? Give yourself another shot to get a high You know a high upside player on your team I know a lot of guys like two And three tight ends and in the past I've been a fan Of you know multiple tight ends but I'm more So coming around to the idea of These thin teams on the outside Like one quarterback Two quarterback one tight end Two tight end and making A thick ass sandwich right in the middle Just layering that cheese And that ham and that turkey your running backs and your wide receivers into that and then just making a a thick one and just taking some of those zeros you know guys like oh i don't don't want to take a you're taking zeros almost no matter what at some point or another in the season because players get hurt players go on bye weeks and things just don't work out so i think trying to like build around something that you have no control over uh, I don't know, I've found that I've pushed teams into the big tournaments taking zeros, a lot of teams taking full on zeros at positions. So I'm not scared to do that. All right, let's pick our first running back here. Uh, ADP would suggest that Rashad White is the top player here. So I'm just gonna go with the ADP. I'm gonna take Rashad White. Next player on this list is Brian Robinson. I'm probably going to. Tell, oh, there goes Kirky Boy. He was the other guy I was looking at. So I will be taking Khalil Herbert here. Hmm. We're gonna go Brian Robinson. Not really sure what happened last year with, you know, he was so hyped up. I mean, he was a third round pick last year, fourth round pick at the latest. Uh, you know, I just got him here in the ninth round. There goes David Njoku. Um, The situation looks better this year than last year, right? I mean, he doesn't have to beat out Antonio Gibson. We kind of know he's already usurped him for that role. But again, here we are. The value arbiters have not pushed him into the fourth round as they did in the past. I'll take it here. Makes me perfectly happy. So right now, my team is all wide receivers plus Rashad White plus Brian Robinson. Two young, second-year running backs. You know what I mean? Like these are the kind of guys that have a chance to vault up rankings, vault up our perception because right now, you know, both of them were in a situation where there was a guy in front of them who was doing his job. Now they have come in, they've actually shown they can do a little bit of something. Leonard Fournette did get cut. So Rashad White is the de facto one. We know he's the pass catcher he looks good. Then you have Brian Robinson who, you know, the injury and everything last year before the season started. Uh came in and still performed admirably and i think he's got plenty of upside um, still in the pass catching department they didn't use it there a lot but it could go up a little i think he had eight nine ten receptions something like that so let me just take a look here uh, the one was the <clears throat> yeah imagine taking james connor ahead of brian robinson or rashad white like just who 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 who, why who why why who i don't know all right we are in round 10 which means we are halfway through this draft um i need to get a quarterback huh maybe oh man jared goff went in the 10th round son of a bitch all right, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Tua, Deshaun Watson. Those were all my break the glass guys. So let's actually go take a peek at what we're looking at here now at running back or quarterback. So Trey Lance, you know, some, you know, very, you know, Trey Lance isn't in your top six quarterbacks, you know, you just don't know what you're talking about. Don't just level statements like that. It's like, oh, cool, you're God. Nice to meet you. I'm not. Let's see what we got here. Anthony Richardson is interesting, but that's a much later pick. I'm curious about Lance. It'll be 100% in OTAs. 31 attempts, no touchdowns. No I mean, there's really nothing of. I, don't know, I don't know. I just worry about Trey Lance. Daniel Jones, just leave me, Dan, leave me Danny Dimes. He only threw for 3,200 yards. Yeah, that doesn't seem to bother anybody when you bring it up about Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. But when it comes up about Daniel Jones, he fucking sucks, you know. Oh, Daniel Jones, he can't do anything. Oh, he sucks. Okay. There he goes. Man, look at all these. Return date to be determined. Yeah, he's never going to play football again. That was flippant. He might. No, oh, yeah, my teams. All right, well, I'm actually getting a little upset now because we probably punted quarterback a little too far because everybody that I wanted to draft basically got drafted in the last round. Cousins, Goff, Lance, and Daniel Jones all taken which leaves me with Kyler Murray's bitch ass, which I will rather die than draft Kyler Murray, so I won't do that. I will. Do I want to take Bryce Young? Eh, why not? Or I want to take CJ Stroud? Fuck it. I'm going to go young. People are like, oh, why didn't you take Russell Wilson? He's trash. That's why. Simple. Not complicated. Oh, Russell Wilson is going through it. That's great. Everybody's going through it. Okay, Russell Wilson doesn't get a pass for being a fucking weirdo because he's going through some shit. Sorry, my opinion, for what it's worth, probably not much. All right, I would take Singletary, but there's no reason to take him this high. I'm gonna take David Montgomery. So let's take a look at the team now. Oh, actually A.J. Osborne going very high all of a sudden. I was getting him like the last round of drafts a couple weeks ago. Donovan people, shones Josh Palmer, okay. People are uh, waking up. Slowly. There's old Michael Thomas. See, that's right around where DeAndre Hopkins should have been drafted, in my opinion. Uh, Jordan, are you know what you're talking about? I know. All right, y'all, we're about to be back on the board. Still no tight end to speak of. Not drafting him. Don't care how far his yards per route run were. Don't care. He had 46 targets. I don't care. Like, why would I draft him when I could take somebody that had 90 targets? You know, multiple spots after him in ADP. Again, this is Evan Silva's fault. Not his fault, but I'm just saying, like, or not Evan, it's actually Dwayne McFarlane. He's one who put out something about how, you know, if you pull all these little numbers together, it looks like he's going to be amazing. Yeah, I mean, you give anybody 90 targets on, you know, basic math would tell you that they're going to do well. Uh, just because, you know, I don't know. I don't need to extrapolate out 46 targets, 450 yards and three touchdowns to see that that's not like a sustainable sort of pace. Um, he's not gonna have 900 yards on 90 targets. He's not that guy. Shit. I need a player. Um, Romeo or Sean Tucker. It is all right. That looks like a good running back core. Honestly, we've got five guys Rashad White, Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, Devin singleberry and Sean Tucker. For our quarterback right now, we only have Bryce Young. Don't love it. Don't hate it. And then a wide receiver, which I do love. We have Jamar Case, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaren, Mike Evans, Kadari, Tony Juju, Smith-Schuster. And we still have no tight end. I'm probably going to target a Gerald Everett type. Again, somebody that's out here pulling you know 65 to 80 to 90 targets a season. Why would I not take that player over someone like is in Dirk I mean, again, I know I can tell you, I don't even have to look to tell you why he's ranked this high. He probably had really great yards per route run, probably the highest of any tight end under these specific sort of confines. 50 targets, 80, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's really good at something that somebody can snapshot. Um, he's probably target his and his pro, his target share percentage or per route run or something like that's probably really high is on the Titans. So they don't throw the ball a lot. So every time he's getting the ball thrown to him, it's generally going to boost whatever the percentage metric is that everybody's going to use to tout him. I mean, we're, we're looking at a, an exact, I mean, like this happened with OJ Howard um, four or five years ago when he was a top three dynasty tight end. I'm not lying to you. I mean, I'm not making this up. I was here. And the same people who are making this Chizurvigir Okamunawa guy, whatever, are the same people that made oj howard a tight end three and dynasty all summer the summer before he was nothing again he was dust we found a metric we thought was cool and i say we i didn't i said this is dumb you know it was honestly cogn- or, what was the cognitive cognitive dissonance um because like you you say you can't do these things for certain players but then other players that's the entire narrative that builds them up as suddenly a consensus player x or y or z so just want to point that out to you don't Draft this guy. I don't care how athletic. I don't care. Don't do it. Let somebody else do it. Don't do it. Okay. Let's get back to bread and butter. Let's get back to basic. Let's get back to targets. Let's get back to touchdowns when we talk about our tight ends. Okay. Let's just bread and butter those tight ends up. Target me up, bitch. Tight, touchdown me up, baby. Let's go. I don't give two flying fucks about your all that other stuff. Don't. I don't. I don't. And I'm sorry but I'm not sorry. Y'all, I'm in a weird fucking spot right now. I need to quit cussing. I got some problems right now. Quarterback, big ones. Carson Wentz. Way down there. Way down there. Hmm. Wonder if anybody else in Fantasyland told you to piss all over Carson Wentz over the last two or three years. He's not very good. Hmm. All right. Well, we're looking at a situation where your man might be rolling out two rookies. I might roll out CJ Stroud. I just might. I might not have any other choice. Now, I like Anthony Richardson as, like, the more upside kind of guy. Um, yeah, Stroud, Yeah, I think I'm going to take Richardson. I have a weird feeling that he's going to be one of these players that, just, like, ends up going much higher in the draft than we think uh, could end up being, take, you know, used immediately. So I would much rather take him over any of these other guys who look like they have, like, jobs or are veterans. So I'm just going to take this team. I'm going to stack it with unknown upside in Anthony Richardson. And then Bryce Young. And, you know, on this team, I might actually take a third quarterback super late. I might take somebody like Jameis or, um, you know, even Andy Dalton, somebody who's a veteran who will potentially end up somewhere doing something this season. Uh, just so that I kind of insulate that position. Because, again, like I said earlier, I really kind of thought like I got screwed there because I missed on Kirk. I missed on Daniel Jones. I missed on Deshaun Watson. I missed on Jared Goff all the players in that cluster of my personal favorite quarterback ones to put on my best ball teams right now uh you know in that 10th round now i know you know to target that maybe look at that ninth round a little bit more closely uh, and put one of them on there so i'm not in this position in my next draft don't again i don't hate this team though i mean this team's fire in my opinion still it has a couple of weak spots but that's weak on paper right now i does not mean two weeks into the season that that's the situation at all so we uh, we push on and we persevere all right so 15th round oh look at that a tight end who had 87 targets last year why not it's not complicated okay don't mind fuck yourself and don't let smart free whatever no don't let don't let it don't let it get you caught up draft to win play to win OK, don't play to look smart on Twitter. <laughs> that's how you lose right there when I mean, you're playing a whole different game. If you try to look smart on Twitter, you ain't playing fancy football no more. You want that social climb and that's fine. You want to be a social climber. Go for it. Roshon Johnson, I've been putting him on pretty much all of my early teams here, Uh, adding him to the queue. I think he's going to be drafted higher than a lot of people think in the draft, and I think on whatever team he ends up on, it could be a Brian Robinson type situation. He goes somewhere, even if there's somebody who had 300 touches the season before, a la Antonio Gibson, I think that Roshon Johnson is still going to get some work out there. let's go ahead and see we are coming up hot 16th round i think i'm going to go back to the positions now i like isaiah mckenzie here slot receiver for the buffalo bills still young enough for me to feel confident I think he's 26. um you know if you, if you watch football media or you see him uh, i watch guys on cover one they had an interview with him a couple months ago and just listening to him talk and the way he talks about the coaches and stuff. I mean, it's again it's one of these things that doesn't go into a box for, but it's like, all right, like they seem to like him. His trajectory seems to be going the right way. He's saying a lot of things that I like to hear, you know, from people that are aware of what's going on around them. I'm gonna take him. There you go. There's another tight end that I you know is late tons of targets i think he had 70 69 70 targets last year yeah they're mac jones targets they're not great but again um i just need a guy who's going to sometimes score me some points you know what i'm saying that's what i want for my tight end and the other thing about taking travis kelsey in the very top top first round is what if he gets hurt You know, what I mean, like that's not like just losing a piece, you know, I mean, you don't just have a guy that you got in the next. Like if your first round wide receiver gets hurt, you know, you might have a second or third round guy who you can expect to put up those points for you again and just feel good about that. Like, all right, I'm going to miss him for two games. Oh, you roll his ankle. He's out for a month. Okay, good thing I have player X and Y that I got in rounds three and four to compensate for that. If you take Travis Kelsey in round one and he goes out, not only is your whole team hurt now because your positional strength is now completely vanquished, the odds of you having next man up sort of stocked up like a George Kittle, like a um, Mark Andrews, like a Dallas Goddard, that he's going to be able to put your team that you've built back into a position of strength very, very, very small because you probably don't have other good tight ends. Actually, let's go ahead and take a look at this guy's team. So he has Travis Kelsey. If Travis Kelsey goes down, who's his next tight end? that will be filling in for this guy. Mike Gasecki. All right. Don't hate that. Don't hate it. That's actually better than what he could have got. Um, But again, that's a far, far, far cry from Travis Kelsey. I mean, your team's going to be hurting. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's just so much. There's just so much nuance that goes into that. And it's just one of these arguments that comes up in the fantasy world and it just gets perpetuated and talked about so much so ad nauseum that it almost becomes fallacy to stand against it with it with any level of reason that's why i kind of want to get on this early and often because it needs to be done you know i mean i've saved people from shitty tight end situations and yeah did i recommend dawson knox last year i did and i still will again this year um we you know it's not his fault that brandon bean likes to Only throw the ball to Stephon Diggs, apparently, um, and have Josh Allen run it around. But, you know, we got other weapons out there. Singletary and Dawson Knox will have their day in the sun. In my opinion, Singletary already did have his day in the sun. I mean, he was looking good this last year, in my opinion. Just abandon the run. All right, well, I'm going to close out this one. Let's go ahead and take a veteran quarterback, Jameis Winston. Again, I'm only doing this because I have two rookies. Uh, I'm just kind of insulating that team. Now let's take a look at that team really fast and then I'll get you all out of here. Boom. So on this team, we ended up with Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Jameis Winston, then we have Rashard White, Rashad White, Brian Robinson, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, Sean Tucker, and then Kenny McKintosh, my running backs, and wide receivers, we have Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Kadarius Toney, Juju Smith-Schuster, Isaiah McKenzie, and then Greg Dortch, who I think needs to be a little bit higher, was kind of shocked to see him down there, especially with the departure of DeAndre Hopkins, it seems like he's going to see an increased role was happy to get him we will be adding him to my list of players to probably be drafting pretty consistently going forward. And then a the tight end we got Gerald or Gerald Everett and Hunter Henry, two bread and butter tight ends, you know, give me the give me the targets, reasonable number, give me the touchdowns, are you going to get a handful in the season. Great. And you know I didn't have to pay up for him. So, that was the team we managed to draft here. If you wanna play some best ball fantasy, go down the link in the description. Play with us on Underdog, all right? $100 deposit match bonus. Join a draft with me. Let's go take this thing down, all right? Now, I'm actually gonna go ahead and say it here because I said it last year. I said last year that I was going to win the BDGE Big Dog Bash tournament won that this year i'm going to take down one of these season-long tournaments for underdog and i'm gonna go ahead and speak it into existence i'm gonna take down the best ball mania this season i'm gonna get number one in best ball mania this next year for the culture idp army i'm gonna drop that money in there i'm going to try to i mean i might max that thing out just you know because that's what apparently it takes to do i don't know we'll see but i'm gonna be in it and we're gonna win it all right so stick with me this season we're gonna be Doing some big things in the Best Ball Streets, in the IDP Streets, and in the Dynasty Streets. As always, I got some awesome guests lined up for the show. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and read off a handful of these names that I have lined up for the next two months. Coming on the channel. Coming on the podcast feed. All right? Just because you all need to know. Okay? Scott Connor. Ever heard of him? Dynasty and Chill? He coming through. All right? Bet. Oh, who's this? What's this? Uh, oh, I don't know. Hutchinson Brown? Ever heard of him? Young Fantasy King? He's coming through, okay? We show love to all of our people out here. We don't care if you young, if you old. Black, white, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in our sight, okay? If you got some insights on some fantasy football, we are here for it. So Hutchinson will be coming on soon. Who else we got coming up? Hmm. Oh what's that looks like uh angelo fantasy is gonna be back talking us through some wide receiver prospects okay okay you like that you like that are you gonna love this one we're gonna have the man the myth the legend nick Arcolano himself is gonna be coming through as well sometime in the next month and that's just a handful okay there's three x that many names okay they're coming takeover it's a hostile takeover all right we're glad glad you're here with us glad you're rocking with the idp army um you know i really don't have too too much more to say except for make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so if you're watching on youtube go down the podcast feed if you're listening to the podcast go to the youtube channel make sure you're doing that and make sure you're subscribed to both our podcast feeds because we do have two we have a secondary podcast feed on the secondary podcast feed where we do our best ball on our dynasty. Then we have our IDP on our NFL, just in general show. It's all good. None of it's bad. Go check it out. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll see you next time, IDP Army. Let's get it. In a wormhole, probably about to burn. In a white tunnel, are you ever going to learn? See a land, probably going to merge. Going to be dead laying in the dirt the nerd